Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Just some thoughts that came to me. On, I've titled this Stay Aboard. Stay Aboard. So I don't know if you ever feel like you're abandoning ship or the need to abandon ship. Maybe you felt like you're about to sink and the only way to stay alive is to jump ship. This could be in any area of your life. This could be in relationship. This could be in work. This could be just in a season you've been through, going through, probably about to go through, guaranteed. Um, but maybe, and maybe it's the opposite for you in this season. Maybe, you know, you're, you're floating through this season, enjoying the sun and the water, like uh, Coach Vince and I were yesterday. That was pretty sweet, eh? Took the sea out. We actually braved Cultus Lake with the all the people out there on Cultus Lake days, but it was, it was awesome, right? But, you know, maybe you're really enjoying the season, and, um, but if you're honest with yourself, you know, you're, well, you're floating, you're probably also doing a little bit of drifting, <laughs> right? Because what does it take to drift? What do you got to do? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Either way, we all face storms, and the wind can cause us to make course corrections, and at times, it can... Um, it can steer us in a different direction and not always in, in the right direction. It can steer us towards things like self-preservation or the, our self-interest as opposed to the bigger picture. So I want to really like set our sails again uh, this morning with the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Let that blow and give us direction as to where we're going and what God's Word sail, says about sailing through the storms and how we can avoid drift and disaster because both of those are in the story with Paul the drift and the disaster and so I want to start with the again it all stands out to me and the more you men read the more verses stand out to me and I highlight Um, but uh, verse 10 this morning stood out to me it said man I can see that our voyage is going to be disastrous and bring great loss to the ship and the cargo and to our own lives also so, um, yeah, that's positive. But my first point is positive. I put, our voyage is going to be great. <laughs> right? <laughs> when I read the scripture, that's what stood out to me. Our voyage is going to be great. Great gains and great losses. Okay? Great highs and great lows. And someone once told me, Matt, don't get too high with the highs and too low with the lows. And if you know me, I'm a passionate person. And I do. I get high with the highs and I get low with the lows. But there's wisdom in that, right? Because if we do, we can give up stability and we can miss God's ability, right? Um, one thing I've learned when it comes to the storm is we can start to steer the ship in our own direction as opposed to God's. And that's when we experience the greatest loss. There are also times when, when both are inevitable, right? In this world, you will have disasters. In this world, you will have loss. Again, Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have what? Peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. Say, take heart. For I have overcome the world. John 16, 33. In him is the key. That's the key. In him is the key part of that verse. Am I doing this? So in every season, ask, am I doing this for him, in him? Am I headed in the direction of man or of God? 
Am I heading in the direction of the men of God, the man of God, or as a man of God? Or am I taking the advice of the one who's more experienced in the natural and missing the supernatural? Oh, do you feel that this morning? Because a lot of times we do. We settle for less. We settle for the natural and we miss the supernatural, right? And it says there in verse 11, but the centurion, instead of listening to what Paul said, followed the advice of the pilot and the owner of the ship. Well, that just seems to make sense, right? But the, the second point is I, w- I want to bring out is the lesson is to listen. The lesson is to listen and who we listen to. Let's be honest, Paul wasn't the experienced boat captain, but he was a prophet anointed by God. We also need to use wisdom, but we must listen to those who are godly appointed. That didn't change his position on the boat. Most people saw his position as a prisoner, but his position was was a prophet. How many times, if you don't know the purpose of something, you'll abuse it? We need to know godly positions that God has given people in the fivefold ministry on the boat. So, in the natural, it seemed that the captain would be the right choice. But when someone is appointed by God, listening to God, acting accordingly to saving not just their life, but the lives of those around them, we need to listen. He wasn't in it for self-preservation. A common thing I see among men is we don't always seek godly advice, right? We don't. Do we, 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 instead of going to God, we go to Google, <laughs> right? We want to fix, fix it on our own. That's a guy thing, right? I'm going to fix this. And then again, that's pride. I'm going to fix this. I'll go, I know where to find the answers. I'll go to Google. I'll go to YouTube. I'll find it there. Somehow we think that we can take on the storm alone and just get the advice of Google rather than the captains that are sailing in the same direction and we wonder why our course changes. I'm talking about the godly ones. So this is some self-reflection. I hope you guys take time to, to do these. Is who do I tend to listen to in the storm? Who do I tend, just be honest with yourself. You know the answer who you should listen to, but I'm asking you in, in this season or in the storms, based on your past, where you're currently at, who do you tend to listen to in the storm? My, do you listen to your own thoughts? Do you listen to God's? Who, who the, do you listen to who the world appointed or who's the godly anointed. You with me? Who God's anointed or who the world appointed. That's been a tension even amongst the churches in the last ever, (laughs) right? Because we've even taken uh, scripture out of context when we talk about those that are appointed in authority, but if they're not godly authority, look throughout the whole Bible. There was those that were put in authority and you don't just follow those in authority that aren't following God. That just, come on, Right? So we got to look at the godly appointed, the godly anointed. Uh, We got to look at the captain, you know, that might be the worldly captain, or do we look at the called, the calling? 
And just the thought as I was writing this is, and you're seeing all this panic going on. They're doing everything they possibly can to stay afloat. They're throwing things overboard. The thing with panic, it can cause us to miss our purpose. That should be in your notes. Panic can cause us to miss our purpose. That's why we have the God of peace. You know that the worst time to make a decision is when you're panicking, right? The The worst time to respond is when you're having a reaction, you know what I mean? It's, but it's, it's, it's that they teach you it in first aid and CPR too, right? Like that you got to assess the situation, but if, if you got to take control of yourself before you take control of the situation, right? So this is what panic does for us. But when we panic, we do silly things. That's just human nature. In verse 18, it says, we took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard. So where have you taken such a beating that you're starting to throw things overboard. (laughs) Come on. I like that Vince laughed for that one. That's why we laugh, because we can relate, right? It's true. It can be things that you've needed. It could be things that you could do without or that have been weighing you down. But in this case, in this case, it was things they actually needed. They were throwing overboard. They, did, they took what they needed on the journey. And so in context of the scripture, what have you lost in the storm because you started to head the wrong direction? And now you're panicking and you're throwing things overboard. And where do you need to just let go and look towards God's anointed and appointed to get you through the disaster or the drift? In verses 21 to 22, Paul says this, man, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have spared yourself this damage and loss, but now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost, only the ship will be destroyed. See, they could have avoided disaster. They could have avoided drift. The lesson is to listen. I like how Paul says, keep up your courage. Keep up your courage. We all face storms in life, and it's our responsibility to keep up our courage. But how many times do we put it in the hands of other people, and what do they do, Gary? They just diss it. They diss our courage. Right? It's up to us to keep up our courage. Calling requires us to keep up our courage. That means we need to increase faith, when fear causes our emotions to decrease. So as soon as your emotions start to go down, you need to look up. You need to go up. You need to put courage in, right? It's just like we're on the road and we're riding our motorcycles and I know I can only get so many kilometers on that little P-tank that I have on that, on that Sportster. And I could tell, like, if we're going to do this journey, I got to fill up. I got to put in. If everyone else is like, well, we can keep going, but yeah, but <laughs> if I just follow the crowd, you know, I need, I need more. I need to fuel this tank, especially when you're going up and down through valleys and maybe you're going a little over the speed limit because we like to tithe, right, Coach Rodney? Good Christian, always goes a little, 10% more at least, and then we give an offering. <laughs> Rick's just shaking his head. Anyway, <clears throat> again, 
Our response is our responsibility, though. When we get down before we drowned, we need to build our courage up in Christ and remember the direction that God called us before the storm. We got to remember where we were called before we were in this storm. That doesn't change. The storm should not change our calling. The storm should not change our direction. Like Rick said, you're still going to Rome. You're still going to Rome. And the angel told Paul that he would stand before trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. When you follow God's direction, even if it means facing trials, God will bless everyone in the boat. If you're following his direction, if you're listening, if you're going in obedience. Even when you want to sneak off over the boat and grab one of the lifeboats and peace out. But he's like, man, you just go where I've called you through the storm. Oh, well, Lord, what if I lose this? What if you do? So what if you lose a boat? Just a boat, (laughs) right? What if we start to sink? Swim, (laughs) right? Anyway, Acts 27, 30 to 31. In an attempt to escape from the ship, the sailors let the lifeboat down into the sea, pretending that they were going to lower some anchors from the bow. Then Paul said to the centurion, the soldiers, unless, here's some conditions to the call, unless these men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. Say stay with the ship. My next point, you've heard me say it lots before, is don't bail out before your breakthrough. Don't bail out before your breakthrough. Stay with the ship, even if it looks like it's going down. Where is your faith? We heard Jesus say it to the men when they were freaking out and he was sleeping in the storm in the boat and they had to wake him up. Master, master. Where's your faith? He tells the sea to be calm and then it's calm. Right? Is your faith in the boat or in who you believe in? Christ has and will always be our captain. At times it may seem ridiculous in the natural to cut the anchors and the life preservatives, but our goal is not to survive, but to seek first the kingdom of God. Matthew 6, 33. In Matthew 16, 25, Jesus said, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. The NLT version says, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. The way to save yourself is to give yourself. We are called to be a living sacrifice. There's a lesson uh, to listen. And there's a lesson in how we must live a a life worthy of our calling. There's a lesson to to listen and there's a lesson to live. That is laying down our lives for Jesus and the sake of others. So where have you tried to save yourself at the cost of others? Whew. Thank you, Coach Delton. Some deep stuff, right? We go deep with men. (laughs) We're not here to play church. I think all these self-examination, reflections, this is what God wants to do through the scripture in our heart today. You know, my final thing is, I don't have it in the notes, but you hear Pastor Morris talk about it a lot, and we try to bring it up often, is that we are called to covenant. You know, I've been with Victory Churches since 2001. And for some of you, it's like, oh, that's not long. 
But I've been with the same movement for two, since 2001. I met my bride in this movement, became my wife. I've had the privilege of working under and along some of the most amazing men of God and still do. And God keeps putting more amazing men like you guys in my path. And my authority and counsel is in the same man of God that actually hired me in February 1st, 2008. It's Pastor Morris. And I was thinking about that, reflecting on that this morning. But I've been under, I've still been under the authority of our church planters too, Dr. George and Hazel, since 1979. I haven't been around since I was born in 82. But they've been around since 1979. And you never forget those that have gone before you and have done radical things and have made sacrifices and laid down. And sometimes when I think I'm going through a storm and like if I have a woe is me moment, I think of those that are way further ahead of me. I think of Pastor Morris. I think of Dr. George and Hazel. And I think like what seems like a huge storm for me is probably right now in the season of their life, nothing more than a ripple, like a pebble in the water. You know what I'm saying? But that's what gives me courage as well. That's where I can take courage is those that have gone before me, those that are committed to covenant, those that I know have gone through even bigger storms than I've gone through. And then I can look to as experienced sailors and be like, I know you've sailed through seas like this before. How did you get through it? You know, our vision has always been to reach, teach, and mobilize, but never to abandon ship, right? Staying aboard is how we set sail and how we see the world. Even when the ships go down and we, and we, keep, we keep sailing with those that are on the boat with us, and when we can't sail, we swim, right? But we still stay together. And that just, it really stood out to me in the scripture even more is this, this bond and some of those misfits that are on board the ship too that are getting saved because of Paul's obedience, right? And I just, I just love that. It's not like, oh, these guys are more deserving than those guys or whatever. No, man, I'm telling you, you just, it's not by coincidence that you were a prisoner aboard that ship or that you were serving and sailing or whatever position that you were in, not by coincidence, it said the soldiers planned to kill the prisoners to prevent any of them from swimming away and escaping, but the centurion wanted to spare Paul's life. He ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and to get to land, and the rest to hold on, hold fast to whatever they could grab from the ship. See, the, the godly and the ungodly get blessed and get set free when we're obedient to the calling. The enemy wants to take everyone down with him, right? Kill them all. Kill them all. Kill all the prisoners, right? That was their first reaction. Let's just kill them all. But because of Paul, the rest were saved. Because of Jesus, we are saved. We deserve death. The wages of sin is death. But we are saved because of him. The enemy wants to take everyone down. But Jesus was willing to give up his life so that we would not perish and again, 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slow to keeping his promises, men, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with us, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Repentance always leads to redemption. 
we all get caught up in the storm. But let's remember our way out. Our voyage, it's going to be great. But let's remember to listen, live a life worthy of our calling, and never bail out before our breakthrough. The takeaway I simply have is this, and I think it works good with what Gary said. Stay aboard, hold fast to faith. Stay aboard, hold fast to faith. Father God, thank you again for your word today, this morning. Thank you, Lord, for uh, going deep with us. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you, Lord, that you are the, the Lord and that is gracious, that your mercies are made new every morning, that great is your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, again, that today is the day you have made, and we'll rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the weight of your words that that speak to our hearts. And I just pray that you'd give the men the boldness, wherever they feel they are. Whether they wanted to jump ship, whether they're floating through the nice, calm, summer season, Lord, that we would continue to look to you, that we'd continue to reach for you and be moved by you. Lord, I pray your blessing upon these men today. And I pray, Lord, if there's anything that I said that wasn't of you, that it would just drop dead. But Lord, that your words that spoke truth today would just take root in our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in today, and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.